You're listening to episode 125 of the Lost Trail Runner podcast. Hey everybody, this is Ron. Welcome to Lost Trail Runner Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Lost Trail Runner Podcast is produced every so often. At least that's my goal. I used to say two weeks, but you know how that works out. The show notes are found at losttrailrunner.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lost Trail Runner and on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on with the show. going to be running on the Greenway Trail in Lilburn, Georgia. But first, I want to thank Kevin Gwynn and John Fournier for the squish band that uh, Kevin sent me. Uh, It'll be put to good use here on the roads and trails in northeast Georgia. Uh, He sent it to me probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I should have thanked him earlier. But this is a thank you, Kevin. So it's time to get on with the run. So here it is. Welcome back to the Lost Trail Runner podcast. I am on the Greenway Trail today in Lilburn. It's a cold day for here, which means it's probably in the 40s, but it is sunny. That's one good thing. And hopefully this uh, setup I'm using We'll put out a decent recording. I got a new microphone. And uh, when I first got the new microphone, it would only record the left channel. And uh, I sent a message to the people I bought it from. And they said, oh, we've got a thing coming out where it'll record both channels. And they sent it to me free. And so, for my first podcast of 2019, I'm using my new microphone on uh, an Olympus recorder, which isn't my best recorder, but it's convenient, so I like it. I've got got a couple of recorders. I've got this Olympus, 
and then I've got uh, a Zoom H1 and a Zoom H2, which are my two favorites. I think the Zoom H1 is my favorite. Then I've got a microphone that plugs onto my iPhone made by Zoom 2, which is pretty good. But it's kind of bulky. Anyway, enough about microphones and recording. What I want to get down to is this year, what I got going. And uh, I renewed my training program with the Galloway Customized Training. But I uh, told them I wanted to concentrate on short trail races this time. So I gave them three trail races and Peachtree to put in the training plan. And... Uh, We'll see how that goes. I think my longest trail race is only like 4.3 miles, which is just a fun distance. That's what I'm into this, this year, this time of year. So we'll see how my training goes and how my races go. Hopefully better than last year. I'll just let this recorder guess I'll just let this recorder run and then edit out the sections I don't need that makes sense oh let me see what was I going to talk about I had I had a list of things of course who knows if I you know, and probably things I already talked about anyway. The thing I did want to talk about was running shoes. I haven't talked about them in a long time. Uh, back when I was running good, I got plantar fasciitis and I think the last bout I had with it was about 2007, so it's been a while ago. And I went to podiatrists and all that stuff and got orthotics made. But the thing that seemed to pull me out of the plantar fasciitis the most was a pair of Nike Free 5.0s that I got. We're talking the, the 2007 version, and I've still got those. I use them for house shoes now, but I remember I had been suffering with plantar fasciitis, and uh, I was hobbling around, and peach tree was coming up, and I, you know, I wanted to run peach tree, but. 
I was hurting. And uh, the stretching and the orthotics and all that stuff hadn't really kicked in yet. So I really didn't know what what to do. And uh, I was reading somewhere, who knows, this is a while ago. But I read something about that the Nike Free was kind of like running barefoot, even though it did have a heel lift, right? So I got me a pair, and I ran that 2007 peach tree, and my foot didn't hurt a bit the whole race. I was amazed. So I started running in those Nike Freeze, and uh, I got over my plantar fasciitis. But then I uh, started wearing Brooks shoes, particularly, particularly the Adrenalines. I liked those models of Brooks, and I wore them quite a lot, and with my orthotics. And my foot seemed to stay together, at least for a while. So I wear them, or I wore them for quite a while, and then my foot started bothering me a little bit. And I, you know, I had slacked off on my stretching and all the things you're supposed to do. And uh, we're talking probably, geez, four or five years ago now. That, that happened maybe longer than that about the time uh, Hoka's came out I guess but anyway I started looking at these Hoka's and they had all this cushioning and it and my forefoot had been hurting quite a lot been taking a pounding with my Brooks I felt like I didn't have enough cushion or something there's probably just something wrong with my feet. But anyway, I sprung for a pair of Hoka's. I think I got Bondi Bs, the original ones. And that was like running on air cushions or something. I mean, it was good. And also my plantar fasciitis woes kind of disappeared. And I started looking, and the heel drop on a hoka is around four millimeters from from the heel to the toe. You know, the heel lift is only four millimeters. So I came to realize that running in a shoe that only had four millimeters of heel lift was really, I think, what was helping me stay away from plantar fasciitis in my personal opinion now nah, scientifically who knows but anyway i started running with, with those exclusively 
and of course I've gone through many pairs of hokas since and I haven't had plantar fasciitis since and then Altras came out and they got zero heel lift so I started wearing those also and on trails running in my ultras are just great now on pavement I use I've got a pair of uh, well I've got a couple of pairs of ultra olympuses which are actually a trail shoe but uh, you can run on the roads with them and they've got a lot of cushioning so I run with those and that's what I ran the uh, last Jeff Galloway half marathon in was Olympus's and my feet were fine but what it boils down to is I alternate between Altras and Hoka's now uh, depending on my mood is what I wear and like today I'm wearing Hoka Hupanas which are really good they're a good all-around shoe you can wear them to run in you can wear them just you know knock around walk in whatever so that's what I do black one 115. Anyway, get back to the running shoes. As of now, I run in Hoka's and Altra's. Right now, I got some Hupanas on, but I've got uh, lap four, 30. Oh, in the middle of these cadence drills is kind of much anyway I got the maybe I'll just talk after I finish the cadence drills okay okay where was I at I, I'm doing a cadence drill workout so I did a 15 minute warm-up then I did four 30-second speed-ups, counting my steps, and trying to get around a cadence of about 180, 170 to 180 in that range uh, for 30 seconds, and then uh, walk for 30 seconds, and then do it again for four times, and now I'm on my cool down which is 10 minutes so it's going to give me a 29 minute workout 
and I quit talking when I was trying to do the speed ups because it's pointless. Anyway, back to the shoes. Right now, my go-to shoes are my Bondi Sixes, Hoka Bondi Sixes, and my Ultra Olympus. My second pair. I've got two pairs, and my second pair is the newest pair, of course. And that's my two go-to shoes for long runs, stuff like that. And if I'm doing my short trail races, my shoe is a Ultra Lone Peak 3.5 right now. I have it upgraded to 4.0s. I don't see any need right now. My 3.5s are all like brand new. And if I want to do faster runs on the pavement, these Hoka Hupanos are pretty good shoes. So those are my four go-to shoes that I use mostly. I do have a pair of uh, Nike Freeze new ones that uh, I sometimes use those if I'm doing speed workouts. I don't know what, I don't think they're fives. I think they're called ultra distance or something. I don't know. But they're basically shaped like my old Nike Free 5.0s were. And I like those too. And all of the shoes that I wear except the Nike Freeze, I wear orthotics in. Okay, what else can we talk about? As I, I don't know if I've mentioned it in my Lost Trailrunner podcast, but I uh, did the uh, Galloway 13.1 on uh, December 9th. I'm sure I mentioned it, but it took a while for the results to come out, and I found out I won my age group. And I really didn't run a fast race. I ran the first six miles with Kevin Gwynn and Roxanne Baggett and Scott Perkinson. I think I've mentioned that before. And then after, and we were doing like a run 10, walk 30 for the first six miles. And then after that, I left them and I started running, uh, I think, did it backwards. Started, I think I went to 30, 15, run 30, walk 15 and uh, did that for the rest of the race. And I gained some time back that I lost in the first six miles, but not that much. And I ended up running like a 310, I think. Last time I ran it, in, uh, see, 2017, I was injured and I was going to do the uh, virtual one and I never did. So 2016, I, I ran it and I won my age group that year too. And I think uh, I ran 240-something, which is still slow.
but I was, you know, I did a 310, but I still beat the second place person by close to 20 minutes, I guess. He must have been running about the speed we were when I was going with uh, Kevin and Roxanne and Scott. I think his his finish time was like 3.31 or something and that's right around when uh, they finished I think so I gained about 20 minutes picking up after 6 miles so my record for the year is I ran, I think, three, three trail races I can remember. I came in second in two of them and won my age group in one of them. And at Disney, at the 10K, the Wine and Dine 10K, I came in second in my age group. And then I came in first in my age group at the Galloway 13.1. So, all I've got scheduled going forward is uh, those short trail races I mentioned. I think one of them is like under three, I think it's 2.8 miles. One of them is 4.3, and the other one's 3. And then, of course, Peachtree's 10K. And I think I have them scheduled in, like, March, April, and May, or something like that. Twigs has just given me a new schedule this last week and I started off with a bang I missed my first five mile run I was I was gonna do the five miles but I had the opportunity to get my grandson for the weekend so I jumped on that and skipped the five miles I figured I could not be hurt too bad by it because my schedule started like on a Thursday or maybe Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think he scheduled my first workouts. So this week I'm in right now is really my first full week of the new training program. And I noticed that most of my Long runs are five milers for about the first three or four weeks, alternating between just five easy and five with three miles in the middle at race pace. 11, 10 well, my workout lasted uh, 29 minutes. 
a little over 29, 29.31, because between the 15-minute uh, warm-up, <coughs> when you finish 15-minute warm-up, you actually have to hit the lap button to switch to your uh, cadence drill. And it took me about 31 seconds to realize that it hadn't switched. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got an extra 31 seconds to run in there. So this year in my podcast, I'm going to try to go over things like my running shoes and how I... Well, I haven't rated the, those shoes yet. The only uh, problem I have rotating back and forth between Hulkas and Ultras is the Ultra has a wide toe box. You know, it's really wide. So your toes can splay out and be real comfortable. And then when I go back to the Hokas, it feels like I'm getting my toes squinched together, you know. It's not uncomfortable, it's just different because the, the Hokas toe box isn't wide like the Ultra is. But so far, both of them, I hear a motor. I wonder what that is. Anyway, both of those makes of shoes are like number one on my list. I very seldom ever wear Brooks anymore. And back in uh, 2008, I guess it was, in that range, I was in the Brooks ID program for a year or two, which they gave me discounts on uh, shoes and running singlets and shorts. You know, your racing outfit had Brooks ID singlet and all that. And then they did away, well, they didn't do away with it. I ended up being too slow to be in it. So they started a new group called uh, Brooks Fanatics, where all the people, I guess, that weren't as fast and weren't elite runners, they put in that group. And that went on for about three, three, four years. And every year you got a, a shirt said Brooks Fanatics had different patterns on it. Like run, eat, rest, repeat, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they did away with that program. Tell I'm back to the start because there's the hum of this perennial whatever it is. Every time I come down here to run, particularly when I'm running with Laura, we start recording right here at the start. And this hum in the background is always on there. So we just ignore it. I don't know what it is. There's a fence 
right next to the trail here. And on the other side, I think there's an industrial area or something. So whatever that thing is, might be a big fan. I don't know. But it's just <laughs> noisy. Interrupts my podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, if, if you get a chance to uh, subscribe somewhere, you can subscribe different places. It's even on iHeartRadio now. It's on iHeart. It's on Spotify. It's on Spreaker. It's on Stitcher. Of course, it's on iTunes. So you can pretty much listen to it anywhere. Even though it's an unprofessional podcast and it's just me running and talking, I'd appreciate it if you uh, continue listening. And I'll see you uh, next time, okay? Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe.